me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Titan Season 2 has come to a close, and we are talking all about it on this episode of DC on Screen. The podcast where we discuss the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we do not want it to be. If it's been released, it's fair game, so beware of spoilers. Welcome to the show. Hello. My name is Hugh Robertson. This is Jason Goss. Hi. Hey, man. I did, I did the opening in a funky way, and I didn't mean to, but I did it, and I didn't feel like, like, jumping back and redoing it. So, it, no. it sounds weird, but whatever. We're I'm, I'm giving a double greeting, and uh, we're fine. That's right. And, you know, double's fine, because this is our second helping of Titans. It's, okay. Yeah, it's fair. Eh? Yeah. Eh, it works, we'll right? take it. Nah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, real quick, we are trying to get to a uh, to a hundred uh, ratings and reviews over on uh, Apple mm-hmm. on our, and I'll put a link in the show notes, and or you can go to dconscreen.com, and uh, there will be a link there. But we're trying to get to that. We are, I think, at eighty one, and uh, we we did get left a review. Is that a way? The way that doesn't sound right, but I'll say it that way. Um, <laughs> we did get left a review. And uh, we'll talk about that on the next uh, news episode, which I believe should be next week. Yes. But this week, we're just talking about Titans. And um, we do want to thank our patrons, though. Yes. Patreon.com slash DC on screen. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be uh, throwing up uh, a Chasing Squirrels this week. Um, I'm excited about that. Yeah, most likely. All right. So let's ta- let's let's get into Titans, man. Because um, we're going to be talking about this this season. With probably a certain amount of emphasis, a good emphasis on the finale, I would say. Yeah, that's that's but, our style normally, for sure. Yeah, but uh, before I get into the finale, I've got stuff to say about the rest of the season. Because I feel like if we just talk about the finale up front, it's going to be unfair to the rest of the season. No, yeah, no. Give it, give it its proper play. What you got? All right. So a lot of people said the season premiere was weird, right? They did wrap up the Trigon story like really quickly. Yeah. Like too quickly. Yeah. And in hindsight, it does give season one like way less weight, but I did like the episode. Um, And it's weird because like in the last week, we've gotten all sorts of confirmation and pictures and stuff uh, that Nightwing was going to show up in the finale last year in costume. Like they, they put out a picture of like Starfire was in costume. Raven was in costume. We don't even have costumes for them yet, (laughs) but they're all standing there in that like, in that original finale with Dick as Nightwing in the costume we have currently. Um, 
So, and I think that would have been too soon. Yeah, like I, I like the idea that it was thought of as a fast forward that didn't make sense. Yeah, and I understand why they changed it, but it was still, it's still super weird. And but I, I was willing to defend. Uh, at that point, I was willing to defend their their season finale last year. Um, willing to defend the season premiere this year. Um, giving them some leeway. I don't think I'll be doing that this year. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm happy to defend either of them. Oh, oh, this is going to be interesting then. Yeah. Um, so over the course of the season, I, I really liked the lead up. I liked the, uh, I liked the, seeing the Titans training. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I felt like it was appropriate that Jason Todd and Rose like found each other. Like it was nice. The two really obnoxious characters found each other. (laughs) Like we have an attitude. I like that you think they're obnoxious in a way that's like, no, maybe they have some grounds. Well, yes, but I specifically feel like that's like that is fan service making oh, no. Jason Todd an obnoxious character. Completely agree there. But I think that's them doing their job as showrunners. Absolutely, they built that into the character. Mm-hmm. So um, they, I really liked how they like found each other, and I really liked um, pretty much every bit of the episode where where Rose goes into her backstory until Jason Todd reacts to it. Why? And then I'm just like, eh. Well, first of all, they wrote it in a way where he just kept going. He kept saying lines and then going, huh? And I was like, what are you, Joey Lawrence on Blossom? What is happening here? <laughs> I don't even remember that. Sorry. Huh? I don't even remember that. You'd have to you have to point it out. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was just like right before he left. And he just kept saying, oh, what do you what do you think? Blah, blah, blah. Huh? Someone, someone said he just kept saying, huh, after every sentence. It was weird and annoying. Uh, okay. But, that, uh, may, that may be a, a bit on you. Like. It may in be, their relationship, he he puts himself out there. She yeah. is reticent, and then later, when she's a, a little more open, he he isn't ready for that anymore. Yeah, and, and it's, it, I'm not like really against what happened, just the execution of it. The execution was kind of iffy for me, but the season I, I was have pretty fantastic. The ex- execution, but yeah, that I think that may be a perception thing. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I just. That was it's a little nitpick. I really did enjoy the season for the most part. Um, never enough Superboy, dude. Like Superboy was great. No, but and, hmm? they did they did two great things with this season. Is one mm-hmm. Superboy and Crypto were were both characters they've built on, mm-hmm. and they definitely have a place going forward. But also the major like character they already had in place was Donna Troy, and they kind of. I mean, we're not done with her. No, we're I, not. Just no fucking way. No, and they better not be. Yes, and also they better not be. Uh, that's one right. of those things where, like, yeah, no, I, they can't. They cannot be done with that story. And I like that they took the two giant guns out and also gave, uh, I mean, shit, even uh, Coriander has, like, uh, a side story where she gets disarmed, mm-hmm. but it has to do with the overwhelming story of her uh, her planet. Mm-hmm. Like her her planet and and their troubles have a different different story in a lot of ways. Like that's something they can go to in the next season. Which, by the way, we're getting so great. Mm-hmm. Um, could not be happier about that. But the the fact that all of the major like the more super powered characters have some limiting factor. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, I like the limited factor again. Don't like the execution, and I we'll get we'll get to that. I because it, it's pretty much all like for me is all in the finale, where it kind of falls apart on me. All right, if that makes sense. Um, I I loved how broken the team was. I loved that um. The whole Jericho storyline, I don't know why he wasn't called Joseph. Jericho was his code name in the con. I don't know why. That's It's weird to me, but whatever. That's it's fine. It's fine to just go with Jericho as, like, that's Kid, his name. Yeah. It, it's, no it's fucking just, it's difference. One of, you know? It's one of those things where, like, I've seen a lot of people beg the question, and there's a thing I thought of myself, and it did it did bug me a bit. A bit. Um, Not trying to get too hung up on it, but it was weird to me. Mm-hmm. But the kid did a great job. Um, playing Jericho. Oh yeah, no, he he was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I and you know everybody here did a really good job of acting. I think like the kid playing Superboy. I was amazed that they could find a kid who or a guy who could pull that role off, who looked like a combination of Henry Cavill and Tom Welling. <laughs> <laughs> That's possible. Um. <sighs> He he kept to me looking like a swole Cameron Monaghan. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. But either way, and especially juxtaposed to like last season where they were like not quite Superboy in the credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that he was playing it, and he he did he he played it very well. Like it it was uh, subtle in places and uh, amplified in others. Like. It, there isn't an actor or actress in this series that I, w- I would say like, oh, this is a, a thing you did. No, man. Mm-hmm. Everyone here had a great performance. I, yeah. I genuinely don't know if I could point to one person and say like, no, you were the problem. No, you weren't. No. no. Also, even nestling it that way. I don't think there were problems. I really fucking enjoyed this series. Like, all right. Uh, on Superboy, like when he went to Kansas, he has memories of both Clark and... And Lex. He accidentally goes to the wrong farm. He goes to Luthor Farm. And that was just super cool to me. Like, we had all these little, like, snippets of of memory from him remembering how Lionel was a complete dick to Lex. And it's a completely different take on Lionel than than we've really seen before. Like, we generally get, like, the rich piece of shit Lionel who expects his kid to be, you know, X, Y, and Z. This time we get, like... Super entitlement like, kind like of su- thinking. Super. This time we get like super conservative, like possibly a member of the KKK type of Lionel Luthor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> a complete piece of shit. Yeah. In a completely different way who comes from humble beginnings. Uh, the kind of guy that Lex would just like not want to be anything like and therefore strive to be become like rich city guy who's constantly shoving it in his old man's face. Like, this is what I achieved without you. Um, but still like ever present emotional, you know, in an emotional uh, turmoil in his life. Just the memory of his father. Um right. I, I just, I loved seeing this dude. And actually, they humanized him, too. Like, we saw where he, like, that he hit Lex, he beat Lex. Um, and, and then for him to, like, be alone in his old age and sort of uh, uh, almost played it as a sympathetic character. It was interesting. And uh, I thought it was a really unique take that I haven't seen before. And maybe I'm missing some comic story or something somewhere where I, I should have uh, uh, anticipated that kind of uh interpretation but i just i have i've never seen that version of of lionel and i really enjoyed it um yeah i like it now i'll say this though 
like that scene would have been perfect to me or that whole story would have been perfect to me if Cadmus hadn't shown up. Mm-hmm. And that was fine. Cadmus showing up made sense. But there's this bit where they like shoot like a freaking rocket launcher or something and Crypto like jumps up and grabs the rocket and like spins throws and it throws space. it out the window. Yeah. And it is the dumbest, one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Like that was like Jason Statham and Transporter like hitting a missile. They, they did a, di- a bit in, in one of the Transformer movies or Transporter movies, sorry. Where someone shoots a rocket launcher at Jason Statham and he picks up a freaking serving tray and knocks it out the window. This is the this is the comic book version of that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was just like, no. <laughs> I refuse to believe this. Happens. I would say that, but in the context <laughs> of this series, in this season, we we have a broken John or Connor, I'm sorry. Uh we have uh-huh. a broken Connor and mm-hmm. we have a crypto who is aware of the entire thing, who is protective. Mm-hmm. And like the idea that he can, uh, that crypto can just throw that out the uh, the side door, and that Connor has no fucking idea what's happening. You'll see what what I what I don't have a problem with is crypto seeing it and fetching it and catching it. What I have a problem with is like, <laughs> and maybe it was partially just how it looked mm-hmm. because of effects work and stuff. But like, what I just don't believe that crypto would be like. And now I will spin around perfectly and throw it oh, out no. the window. Like no, every version of crypto that I have ever been aware of, he would know that is, he would know that is going to be a problem. Like he, he would not just be like, I'm going to fetch and, and just be blown up by it. This is not now, a dumb animal. He's not a dumb animal, but I don't think he's so smart to know. Like, I think he would fetch it and like fly through a, a wall to get it away. I, mean, I just don't. All right, let let me let me give you a real real world example from our uh-huh. from from our world. Um, if I threw like uh, you know you know those like bouncy balls that have the little lights in them that you can throw mm-hmm. to dogs and they yeah. they bounce around like the little uh, uh, reflex balls kind of thing, mm-hmm. and they just bounce everywhere and the dogs chase them. Mm-hmm. If I also threw a Roman candle already lit on the ground, <laughs> that dog would be like, "Get the f- get that shit the fuck out of here." I, yeah, well, that's yeah, that's fine. It's just you know we're also dealing with crypto, who I I think has like a real world level intelligence that, in all fairness, we appreciate uh, canonically. Like mm-hmm. one of our favorite scenes of the animated series is like crypto floating outside while Batman's spying on Superman. Uh, that wasn't the animated series. That was uh, that was an that was Jeff Loeb run. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, in the books. I've conflated the two, but yeah, the scene is the same, and <laughs> it is that <laughs> is intelligence, like, but, but that is yes, but that is an instinctual intelligence, not a hey. I mean, I'm not bothered. No, by I the think fact there's that some the missile instinctual was intelligence to like if I throw something at my dog, he just knows that's coming at me, and if I throw uh-huh. something near my dog, he might just fetch it. Right, uh, and. Uh, I don't have a problem with him fetching or knowing that it's bad. I have a problem with him knowing exactly what to do with it. I, I kind of don't know way in a, in, right. in a certain way. Like I, I get that. He's like, Nope, fuck that. And just sends it into space. <laughs> I, I think we're just going to have to come to an impasse and, and call it on this <laughs> argument. Cause I just, I, did, I, <laughs> I, I didn't like it and you're defending it. So, <laughs> I mean, I get it. I get it. Um, but if I were that dog and I was like, I don't understand what's happening here. I'm just going to put it somewhere else. 
Mm -hmm. Like the same way they would bury a bone. I don't know. Similar instincts. Just like, nope, fuck that. Elsewhere. Yeah. All right. Um, I did love how Crypto like kept finding Connor, though. Oh, that's adorable. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that, that, that rung true for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, that makes sense. He sh- Crypto should be able to find Connor. Yeah, I I pretty much liked almost everything with Superboy. I loved the Doctor Eve Watson storyline with her with Superboy and and her trying to help him out. Yeah, that was um, nice. And I loved Superboy's in, uh, initial interaction with uh, and friendship with Gar. Like I loved how Gar was like reading to him and like he was just kind of left alone in the in Titan's Tower to to care for him. Oh, that was I nice. Also thought, and and uh, by the way, the the apology later when uh, Nick has to go to him and just say that that was on me. I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. That was so good. Yeah, that was that was great that they hung that lantern because the whole time I was thinking like everybody left Gar with Superboy. What pieces of shit? Yeah, like that is like terrible for them to do to Gar. Like that's just I don't know, man. That sucked. Um, like in all fairness, there's some there there's some string left on the table where like they even Gar says like so I should just contact. Batman because he apparently knows Superman and he gets super excited. But mm-hmm. when he tries to contact uh Bruce, he he gets nothing. Yeah. It's one of the it's one of the few things where I was like, I don't know where the series is going. Because when he tries to contact Bruce, nothing. And then later when Raven is uh has apparently brought them all together and Bruce is at the table in, in the last episode and everything's copacetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce has nothing. Yeah, like, I I think the idea of Bruce is being used in a lot of ways, and it comes to bear in the the entire fucking Nightwing lead up story. That's mm-hmm. so fucking good, so good. Yeah, um, everything with him in prison is phenomenal. Everything. But yeah, there is a lot to do with the 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 fact that Bruce Wayne is there and uh, competing stories of him uh, of him as a reality that is confusing. Mm-hmm. Which it, as is as it should be, I feel like for, for Batman, it makes sense. Yeah, like that that could just be Bruce Wayne being deceitful as fuck because that's what he does. Yeah, yeah. but it could also have uh, like uh, the the hypothesis in the finale is that did Raven, that Raven just, did it? Yeah, yeah, did Raven just do that to us? And yeah, maybe. But it also could be something that's so deep that Nightwing is doing it to all of you. I I, I don't know. I mean, he did it to himself. Which, Fuck. by the way, I I love the I love the idea that all like Bruce leaves in the middle of the of the desert. Bruce leaves, and all of these. Uh, and 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 by the way, like I, if if it was Raven, it was some subconscious version of herself because she was led to Elko as well. Yeah. Um. But I yeah, love it's that. a split Did, part of her mind. That if it happened that way. Yeah. I I do love that scene where they were like, so did Bruce Wayne just really? Bring us all to Elko to mansplain some shit to us. Yep. Yes. And they're just like, yep. And he, yeah, okay. That it made perfect sense because he's he's Bruce freaking Wayne. Like, <laughs> you know the the I loved that. And crazily enough, the part that stuck with me later was like, he ate that donut. He ate that donut that Starfire made that bitch make. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. she she gave a hostile speech about how I came here for those donuts, and you've got sugar and batter and make this shit work. And yeah. later he was like, oh, a jelly. Yeah. <laughs> Made off with it. That's that part bizarre. really, like, I don't know, it brought it into me. And if it is, like, 
part of me hopes that Trigon, the Trigon storyline isn't dead. Like I yes, would love part to of see me hopes some... the entire season was some reflection of this thing. Yeah. To some degree. Like I, I cause I, he was d- defeated far too easily. He was. Um, and also Deathstroke was not, uh, he wasn't defeated too easily. He was. And there was a <laughs> lot. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of lead up that would make it make sense, but it would make sense if somebody told me like, no, that was in your head. That fucker, mm-hmm. you've still got to worry about him. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, there's a lot of stuff here in this, in this show that I'm starting to wonder about here. Um, I love a lot Walter of dubiousness. Hahn, if the, you're the, a, ca- a viewer, Walter Hahn, the, ca- the Cadmus agent, uh, he refers, he tells, uh, Don and Donna that, uh, they did some sort of quote brain salad surgery to Gar. Yeah. And, which is a great reference to, uh, <laughs> the prog rock band Emerson, Lake and Palmer. Uh, it was a, <laughs> an album they released in 73 <laughs> Brill- uh, w- wonderful cover uh, uh one of my favorite album covers of all time even if i'm not a, a big fan or anything but still um, good pull yeah and by by the way you know i've seen some people be like you know this is a cadmus agent who's employed by lex luther there's no way that he would just let don and donna in uh just because they're like delivering his sushi or whatever but um yeah. <laughs> I love that, like, they kind of flirt with him a bit. And as they walk in, he goes, I deserve this. I deserve this. Uh, okay. <laughs> so that totally didn't work out for him. But um, mm-hmm. had it been anyone else delivering that food and trying to get in there, I don't think he would have bought it. He would have seen through it. But I can't fault his reasoning here. Because his morals, we already know those are faulty. Mm-hmm. If you're working for Cadmus, making shady-ass, non-humanitarian decisions on the daily, Mm-hmm. A possible three-way with Donna and Don is a no-brainer. Like, I feel like even the best of us would struggle with that decision. I mean... It's one of the things where, like... I I mean, it's virtual anyway. All right. Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe. It's not even... If you could describe it as, like, a a non-destructive format of that... Yeah, maybe you might decide to go for it. Was it vir- was it virtual? Yeah, but not destructive their to their personality or physicality. Mm. We're like, no, it's just it's just in their heads or your head or whatever. I didn't think it was in just in either of their heads. This was a real thing. I thought that happened is they showed up at his house pretending to have his delivery, and then they tied him up and found shit out about where they were keeping Gar. Oh yeah, that part. Okay, yeah. But anyway, um, that guy was fun. He's like, I don't report to you. You do now. Oh, shit. You know, <laughs> Mercy was great in this thing. This is my favorite version of Mercy I've ever seen. It's not a bad one. Oh, I mean, I think it's far beyond not a bad one. Like, <laughs> I mean, uh, starting with uh, the the starting with the like fake execution mm-hmm. and then ending with her giving like, oh, shit, dude, I don't like. Every like, oh my god, just like putting all that shit in Gar's head, having him like kill those real scientists, just sitting there with a smile on her face. Also, I I don't know where DC Universe are. I don't know where they're getting these people. I mean, it's enough that all the dudes on the show are hot, and you know, I am completely, you know, I'm completely straight dude. Have no problem saying yes. All these men are hot. These men are ridiculously hot. But these women. I haven't felt this way since I was 13. Like I haven't, I've never had so many celebrity crushes. Like, <laughs> I love your Kinsian scale version of, of the, uh, like, <laughs> like, no, for context, 
Uh, all these men are super attractive. I understand that fundamentally. And also, oh my God, these women. Yeah. Like I, you know, I do, I don't want to be unfair to the men. Very attractive They're, males. These are uh, attractive men. I, it, I understand. I get it. But like, you know, Don, Donna, Mercy, like, what are you guys doing? Like, what? Is this from a lost continent? What are, <laughs> where are you getting these women? <laughs> oh, speaking of which, uh, maybe my favorite uh, moment of the finale was Don being the one who's like, what the fuck are you all doing? Mm-hmm. We have we have work to do. And that was nice. Some part of me kind of wondered realistically, like every it seems like every time they get food together. They eat like two bites and then they're like, oh, yeah, we have just we have to do this extremely uh, <laughs> calorically devastating activity of fighting a fucking bad guy mm-hmm. from the seventh dimension. Um, well, you know, but I'm that's... glad you got two bites of balsamic seasoned salad before you right. got onto that adventure. Well, you know why? Yeah. Like eating is a good reason for everyone to get together so that they c- can all do something together and leave. Somatically, also... it's great. Also, uh, cinematically, it's great. E- eating scene. Yeah. Eating scenes are uh, a nightmare to edit. Oh, yeah. No, they're terrible. Uh, continuity people just uh, commit suicide instead, mm-hmm. I assume. Uh, now, uh, I want to I want to get it back up to lead up of, of the finale because I've got a lot of stuff to say about this finale. All right. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So uh, I liked how Dick is sort of, sal- uh, you know, punishing himself. He goes to jail. Um, and I did like how he comes up with the idea for Nightwing and I enjoyed that. It made sense to me that Bruce has a whole team of costume makers who are just like, I like that. It's not just like poor old, like sweatshop Alfred, like hemming everyone's uniforms (laughs) somewhere in a cave. But, um, you have to know, like you have to know where to find somebody. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, I did think it was a neat take on, on how Dick comes up with it using like, uh, the guys who were, who had that legend of the, you know, basically Nightwing who was going to save them. Yeah. And they had like the Nightwing symbol. Um, That's solid. And also he earns the shit out of that symbol. Like in the course of the series. Um, he did. He, it, at least he earns a new thing. And my, one of my favorite parts is, uh, when they walk away from that same dinner table, um, uh, Bruce kind of mentions, like yeah it's it's a far cry it's like, yeah it is he doesn't apologize for it he just says yeah it is like no resentment there's no underlying mm-hmm. i don't know there, there's no emotion to it he just agrees yeah and mm-hmm. that seems to be okay which i love it, you know it is a great point to bring up i i want more bruce and dick's head <laughs> i love I the idea that i don't dick know is if so, you're gonna get it at this point i, I don't I think you got a lot of it, and it was really good. That those prison and his head fight scenes were fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And I like, getting I love to the see idea. Bruce in his at, like in his prime form, like just putting him down, mm-hmm. uh, like getting to see his actual fights. Uh, God, it was so good. I love that Dick is so damaged by his past that he's got Bruce Wayne in his head. Like, yeah, to the point that he can't win a fight in his own head. Yeah. It's fantastic. And you know what that that actually reminded me? It was great. Me. But it gave us a glimpse of what Bruce Wayne as Batman is capable of. And I loved that as well. I mean, I, I, Do you remember the Scrubs bit where JD imagines himself, imagines him and Turk as Batman and Robin? And he's Robin. <laughs> and he's like, what does it say about me that in my own fantasy, 
Yeah. I'm the sidekick. And then we pan over to Turk as Batman who says, well, look at it this way. It's not like you're Alfred, or at least you're not Alfred. And it cuts back to him and he's dressed as Alfred and he goes, damn you, sir. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. It's like Dick can't even win a fight against Bruce in his own head. Um, I and I love it, it. It made sense later. Like he, he needed that fight. He needed to fight something inside himself. And then it turned out the... On one, on the one hand, he was fighting the idea that he, I don't know, could be somebody outside of the the Bruce Shadow, which is always mm-hmm. the idea of any Robin. And it it also had to do later with him kind of realizing that even when Deathstroke was talking to him as just Wilson, he was miming things as Jericho. Like it it, mm-hmm. it gives him this insight is like no 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 no. There's a reason I didn't attack him that day. Yeah. That was all good. Yeah. All right. I, I want to say I love Ian Glenn as Bruce. I've seen a lot of people complain about it. Uh, I think he is perfect in a way I couldn't have imagined. Um, he feels to me like the Adam West iteration of Batman had that version of Batman uh, happened in a much darker reality. I love and two I things. Love, I, I mm-hmm. love his poise mm-hmm. and I love his accent. Yeah. I had to adjust to the accent. but I did too. In the context of... What he grew up with, basically growing up in like a nightmare version of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. His his accent actually makes some sense. And I love that he stuck to it and it made sense. And more than anything, he sold me on his poise. He sold me on the the, mm-hmm. the idea that he was Bruce Wayne and, it, and like an older Batman who yeah, could probably take you if he wanted to. But that's not what I'm here for now. And feels a little more like an Oracle rather than a Batman. Yes, but... very much so. I loved his relationship with Dick. I love the father-son relationship. And look, if you're one of these people, and I'm sorry if this is uh, a sore spot for you, but I'm going to try to make this work for you. Mm -hmm. Because I've seen a lot of younger men um, complain that, like, my Batman doesn't have a bald spot. Well, look, there are certain guys out there who sort of of fetishize this concept of real men don't go bald. Batman wouldn't go bald. He's going to have a perfect head of hair. Well, really, no, he's going bald. It's like if he's going bald, sixty plus percent of men go bald. Yeah, and if he's going bald, it means he's got too much damn testosterone, probably, which means more DHT. <laughs> it's killing his follicles, and also being Batman is very stressful. You're going to lose a little hair. I I love the super involved theory. <laughs> well, as a balding man myself, I feel compelled. To stick up for Bruce here. You have a one in three chance of keeping your hair as a guy. Just uh, I'm just guessing at the percentage uh, based on some... It, it's been a long time since I've seen that stat. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then all the variants. Like, if you gave some, if, if you gave somebody, like, a one in three chance of keeping your hair, and then you were like, also, uh, also you're in charge of... Uh, Wayne Enterprises and your Batman. Fucking ten-digit... <laughs> Uh, corporation and also in your spare time you're the goddamn batman um right you, you're probably losing your fucking arm hairs oh not to mention not to mention let's let's bring this up too yeah um i don't ever wear shorts and there are big patches on my legs where just hair doesn't grow anymore like oh is that a thing i didn't know that yeah my jeans rub my hair off so if you're wearing a cowl all the time <laughs> <laughs> I can make this work. Um, and I'm sorry if you're one like of these it. guys. I don't know what your deal is. I don't know if you're just like, no, my Batman doesn't go bald because that's for losers. 
Uh, I don't know if it's no, like a situation some... where you're like secretly jerking off to the idea of Batman with hair because you're lying to yourself and telling you that you're not fantasizing about Batman. You're fantasizing about being Batman. I don't know what your problem is, but there's nothing wrong with a balding Batman. I'm sorry. <laughs> Representation I... matters. <laughs> I, this is I... the first Batman I could feel myself being a part of. I I'm know, and I, that, but... <laughs> I do want to point out that at some point you had problems with Wonder Woman not having blue eyes. That does bother me a little bit still, but I think that's just because I, I feel like that lends to an otherworldly quality about her. Like she doesn't seem like she belongs in the world that she is from or the world that she is in. You know what I mean? Like, it's no, it gives way, her like, that super like, uh, re- like, uh, you're, you're a minority piece of the the genome kind of oh yeah mm-hmm. you're 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 not normal like even if even if the actress had in the good like way, normal if that's possible yeah like i i'm a huge proponent of of the idea that like you can have to make somebody look a little extra a little extra mm-hmm. special i mean not extra but a little extra special you take some uh, some minuscule quality because people focus on the eyes even if they had cast an actress uh, and this, I'll say the same thing for the Superman uh, character. Mm. Uh, one of the things that they did really right, I feel like, one of the things I love that Brian Singer did is he took Brandon Ralph, who has naturally brown eyes, and gave him these sort of otherworldly blue contact lenses. Yeah. Even if they had cast someone with blue eyes, they're just going to be normal blue. I want that shit to be like otherworldly blue. Like, to me, like, when we look at comic books, we look at Batman's white eyes, and that denotes uh, an air of uh, of uh, supernatural ability. When we look at Superman, we see, like, these, like, bright, like, baby blue eyes, and we think, like, oh, that's God level. You know, like, there's something subconscious inside of us that attributes that to power. Yeah, there's a preternatural kind of feel to it. I get that. Mm-hmm. So, I, that's, it's just one of my little hang-ups, and... You know, I I get hung up on weird shit like that, and I can't help it. And I'm not gonna lie about <laughs> it. Um, it's not going to like ruin a thing for me. I really no, I love Galgadot as, as Wonder Woman. It's like a thing that, like for you, sometimes I think it's a thing that would have improved a character in a in a way that we've that is substantial, but it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. take away from the current version. Right, and you know, it's not all about just making people have blue eyes. I mean. Personally, I feel like Chris Pine and the J.J. Star Trek film should have had brown eyes. They should have changed that back to brown because Shatner had brown eyes. And genetically, I don't really yes. Absolutely. Genetically, yes. I yes. agree. Uh, <laughs> but still a recessive gene, so fuck it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, I, I liked uh, Ian Glenn as Bruce. I And I suppose I just, I don't, I don't care. Like, if... <laughs> I, you know, I've in the same vein that, you know, people have been like, my Batman would never be black. Well, I admit it would be kind of weird for me at first, but I'm down. Let's do it. Let's figure it out. Let's see if it would work. No, like, fuck it. If, if it's fine, like the idea of a character is the idea of a character. If you hit all those marks, I don't give a shit about the superficial things. Yeah. They I, don't yeah. matter. They don't. They're literally called superficial. Mm hmm. Just, just make the character work. Yeah. Um, but in, in this context, yeah, like I, I don't know. I, I, I loved a lot of what I've been shown here. Mm-hmm. How much do you love Bruce doing the bat tootsie and, and Dick's brain? Oh, that was a nice, that was a nice callback. <laughs> that was a really nice callback. Um, now 
Gar, we saw Gar as a snake in the premiere. And yeah. once they started doing the, the brain surgery on him at Cadmus, I was like, oh, this is how he's going to realize he can do different things. And, oh, and, no, and, no. And, and, Apparently and, that just confined him. But that yeah. made... All right. And, and it was frustrating knowing his character and knowing what he can do. Um, mm-hmm. But storytelling wise, it made some sense mm-hmm. because it gives him a, a box within which they can play without completely breaking it open. Like the same reason, uh, the same reason they're, they're going to kill Donna right now or uh, slightly neuter what Starfire can do and uh, mm-hmm. kind of still keep open what Raven can do. But we've worked for two years to get to that point. Yeah. Um, it, like you have to, you have to keep people's powers within the range of what you're trying to do as a storyteller. Yeah. And I get I, that, but it can yeah, be frustrating I'm, looking at yeah. one character and be like, no, that's, that's not what that character can do. And like, yeah, we're, we're going to get there. Just uh, hang in. I'm definitely having issue like heroes type issues with this show. Sometimes I'm like, damn it. Enough is enough. Have something happen. At least um, heroes with whole cloth where you could be mm-hmm. like, no, I don't know about this, but you know, with this, we're, we're referencing some, you know, uh, some pretty big hitters in some cases, 65, 70 years in a lot of people's mm-hmm. or characters cases. Um, yeah. Like, we, yeah, we, we know these people. So I, I, I yeah. like the point, the point in the series finale or the season finale that hit the least for me was Donna Troy dying from electro shock. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, no that that didn't yeah. hit for me. Oh that yeah, was, no, it that didn't was a, hit for me at all. That was a huge non-point. Like when Rachel goes off to see her, I was like, okay, emotionally, I I like a lot of what's going on, but mm-hmm. in effect, practically, no, this doesn't work for me. I will say, like this this show, and one more like pre-series finale point that I need to make. Yeah. Hawk and Dove, dude, Hank is an idiot. And that's really all I have to say about him. Like, <laughs> Hank, dude, if you if you think you and, and, and Dawn aren't good together, that's some shit you keep to yourself. Like, find something you love and let it kill you, man. But his ass, like, oh, we're not good together. We're going to screw up everything we, we touch when we're together. And then, like, proceeds to go off, fight in a cage, do tons of cocaine, and sleep with groupies. Nah, man, that shit's on you. Dude, as... She didn't have anything to do with your problem. Exactly, though. <laughs> That's exactly why it made sense, is it doesn't have anything to do with your problem. No. It, Which made, as junkie behavior, yeah. that made it complete sense to me. They even uh, titled a, an episode Fohawk. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I'm not saying it didn't make sense. I'm just saying he's an idiot. I'm Yeah, he's an idiot. But <laughs> and it's frustrating to watch him do that. I know. <laughs> junkie behavior is always frustrating to watch. It's it's one of the hallmarks of of watching. Like you need patience to deal with junkie behavior. It's just it's that's one but of the things. Here's the thing though, because they could have had, and this is this is why I bring this up last. Yeah. If they had a 22, 23 episode season, that would have been a great single episode. But as it oh, is, you think it took up time? We man, we took up too much time for them to just wind up both back in the Titans together. Like if he had been <laughs> well, like, they didn't end up necessarily together. They ended up together right, with terms. Right. Absolutely. And they could have accomplished that without an entire episode of him having sex with weird chicks from a bar and tracking down his sold suit. That was stupid. Like it would have been a great episode. It would have been a great episode of like pre-season eight arrow. But as far as like a limited time space, like we got a lot of like episodes that just shouldn't have happened. 
Because Titans at this point, and I'm willing to call it, Titans is the Stephen King equivalent of a superhero show. Like, they have great lead up and they botch the ending. Because this entire season finale was was garbage to me almost. Like oh, there no. was I didn't think it was garbage, but oh, I man. felt like I felt like it was the thing people were gonna rail about was that oh this is garbage. Mm-hmm. And I I even I even saw it coming that some people and you included were gonna say like, oh no, the, the lead up is fantastic and the letdown is letdown. Yeah. It's like an Adderall crash, dude. Like this. <laughs> Bethany and I were really excited to sit down and watch this finale. And, you know, we're like, okay, cool. Corey doesn't have her powers. How the hell are they going to do this? And then I'm like, why is she going in the first place? Why is she the first to jump out of the car? Of course she gets shot in the arm. And Rachel healed her right away. So why did Dawn, Donna, and Rachel have to sit in the car and watch Nightwing and Ravager fight Slade? And initially it was just Nightwing. Like, clearly he's having a little issue. He's having some problem fighting uh, Deathstroke. Which, by the way, Deathstroke's the entire villain throughout the, almost the entire season. We know that uh, Cadmus is around with Superboy, and that's cool. They hold on, hold on. Great... Let's go back to the truck oh, real my quick. God. Just, there's so much. Hold on. To the truck real quick. Mm-hmm. It is quickly established that they are pinned down. Uh, Donna... Donna's the one, the one where I'm like, I, I, I think this is a problem. But even Raven has has god demons coming out of her. (laughs) Okay, all right, but she doesn't know how to control what she's doing. Uh huh. Necessarily. So they're they're basically three people hanging out, and one of them, um, has literally never bled until this moment, and it scares Uh her. And that's fine for her to stay in the car. I have no problem with her staying in the car. I don't think she should have been there in the first place. Leave her <laughs> ass at Titan's Tower, son of a bitch. Leave her there. Maybe. But if you were her, you would insist like, no, I don't know when this is going to fix itself, but I'm I'm, I'm coming along. I, I would do that. I would have that amount of hubris. I'm like, no, I was a god. Like, Right. And I understand. Like a month ago. Fuck that shit. I'm going. I Yeah, I understand that from her point of view. And even her being in the car could be explained away by that. But her for her to be the first to jump out was stupid. But no, even for then, her to be the first to jump out is also explained in that context where she's yes, like, no, seriously, I, yeah. I can do this. No, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm then, injured. Rachel healed her really quickly. Rachel hit no her reason. really quickly. I had a little problem with how quickly she healed her, but mm-hmm. also it doesn't change anything within the context of that car. Um, it, she healed her very quickly, but that doesn't mean she can leave again because that that shot went through her like forearm. But oh it yeah, could no, have gone absolutely. She should leave the car. Absolutely, she should not leave the car. I agree. Rachel with you there. shouldn't leave the car because she doesn't it, like she. It's. She's one of the things where, like, I've enjoyed watching her powers grow, but she still mm-hmm. doesn't know what she's capable of and what she can stop. And but Donna she has Donna been stopped before. Should have gotten out of that car. Donna should not have gotten out of the car. Donna was well. Now the that we know that a little shot person with all of her powers, and I don't completely buy that myself. But no, I mean, uh, yes, yes or no, buy it or not. But in the context of in the context of the show, Donna was literally left in the street to die. Mm-hmm. By this man. I mm-hmm. get that she didn't want to come out and actually face him. So they let Dick do it by himself. I don't I don't buy that that's in character a for new either Dick. of them. A new Dick. I mean, not Still necessarily. Dick. Yeah, but, and <laughs> Deathstroke says as much. Mm-hmm. But I get that at some point he shows up and he's he's kind of the, the change in, in this season is uh, his, 
they they would have called it the rise and and the lead up in the verbiage of the episode uh, mm-hmm. like he rises it, nightwing showing up versus robin like robin could not take this guy on but robin Ooh. going through what he went through uh, apparently can and in all fairness he shows up super confident even asking like who's hurt all right stay there and just goes well, and take this guy's it takes this guy on a good way to have handled this was for him to have some sort of goons or for them for Don and Donna and Rachel and Corey to actually have something to do other than just sitting in a car because the whole theme the whole Im- importance well, of having there, a team though. the importance of having a team like the Titans they get there but part is, of it they had don't to- get there they don't get there though because when they're fighting Superboy they send them one at a time and Corey goes up there like she's gonna do- we just established you don't have powers dude <laughs> Why are you going single file? And up she to fight basically Superboy? goes up and it's says, "Oi, oi, mate!" Yeah, it's stupid. The whole the whole point of having a team is that you you work together. Yes, Donna got taken down by Deathstroke alone, but if she's helping Dick Grayson, Nightwing fight, yeah, you go and you help Dick fight Deathstroke. You don't Not wait for Deathstroke's daughter to run up and run him through with a sword. Well, they didn't just. She didn't just come out of left field. They. She, yeah. We're they talking did, about three did, people though. who psychologically were super scarred and super kind of pinned by the episode, and then. But who the, hasn't the, been the two who uh, one who was just out of fucks and ready to deal with this guy, and by the way, didn't have like a he didn't have a reactionary or an oppositional agenda. He had a very proactive agenda. Mm-hmm. Like that scene wasn't about killing Deathstroke. That scene was about saving Jericho. Right. Absolutely. But, you know, what would have been great for them to save Jericho is if Donna jumped out and lassoed his ass while Dick took him down and then got Jericho to, like, <laughs> it wouldn't ghost mattered. out of him. They'd already established that Deathstroke could take any one of them out at any given time. But he didn't. Yeah, Nightwing he and did. Ravager took him down. Yeah. Together. After betraying him. Together. Together. After betraying his trust and uh, I just don't using I don't the care. inner Jericho dialogue to do it. Yeah, and I don't, but I don't, I don't. Even if he they couldn't take him down, I don't buy that it's within any of those characters who are capable of fighting to to not fight. I don't buy that Donna they and Don would later. get out and try to do something. But uh, they, again, they really yeah, do. They, they, sh- they show that later. They get to the point with uh, the fairgrounds where mm-hmm. that's the truth. Where they decide we're a team, so we're going to go and try to tackle basically Superman Jr. by ourselves, each and every one of us. I get that they're blindsided and... They're not even blindsided. They're just stupid. No, they're blindsided. I mean, uh, they were were taken aback by that confrontation. And in all fairness, that confrontation took about three and a half minutes. Yeah, the the Deathstroke thing just happened way too quickly like that was a whole lot of season for nothing to happen i think that's i think that's where your questions arise about how it went down is that deathstroke went down so fast Uh uh-huh that uh, given last season and or well not not last season last season left it on a cliffhanger and like uh episode one of this season takes on intrigan in a way it's like that was that easy Mm -hmm. really question mark i get that part Mm-hmm. Um, and to have taken, taken down Deathstroke so easily, I, I'm, I'm a little bit dubious. Like on the one hand, I, I kind of want to say like, yeah, that, I mean, they, they fought for it. There was a lot of, uh, lead up to it. It makes sense. I, I love that, uh, Ravager was there and, and that Jericho's back in some capacity. And I get that. On the other hand, I was like, mm, yeah, I, I get how that could have happened too fast. And I, they even I, hang a lantern on it and say like, is he dead? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's dead. 
I don't believe that's even true. Like, I don't think he's dead. Like, Slade it's Deathstroke. Yeah, Deathstroke. I, yeah. I think he. I would like knew- to see him dismembered and brought to different quarters of the earth before I was like, <laughs> yeah, he's dead. I suspect. Well, he might be like Lobo if he's like, like cut off, cut off an arm. It might grow drop another day. into a fucking <laughs> volcano before <laughs> it I was like, yeah, no, he's good. Um, then you'll have like four different slades to do with. Um, <laughs> all right, so no, dropped uh, into a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be interesting if this was all part of Slade's plan. Like if he uh, knew that and Ravager was going, it could if be. he knew that Ravager was going to uh, betray him, but he didn't want Jericho to die, but he needed Jericho out of him. So that he could have full control again. So he lets Jericho he lets Jericho possess his sister and then quote unquote dies, which I think is still stupid because the Titans know that he has healing abilities. They say it. But whatever. And then he comes back. Like Loki, he wakes back up and comes back. That yeah. okay. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I was surprised that we got so little. I thought they would they would leave Cadmus and Superboy as a season cliffhanger. Uh, just go ahead and just do like the Slade confrontation, then be like, oh, and now Superboy and Gar are going crazy, and and they've got to go deal with that. Yep. But uh, they tried to cram it all into one finale. It didn't work for me. I didn't like that. You know, Corey even went out to fight Superboy. She has no powers. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I did like Rachel calming Gar down. Oh, that was fantastic. That was good. Um, I didn't necessarily buy the the Dick and Connor's mind knocking down the walls shit. That was a little too uh, on the nose for me. I know. Uh, I kind of like that in a way. And I didn't buy it, it when he says sense, you're though with Connor and where he's been with Cadmus Labs. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't. I buy... bought that in a way that like. If we were talking about Slade and whether he's down or even Etrigan, whether he's down and all that, mm-hmm. I bought hard that, yeah, Cadmus Labs has some tricks up its sleeve, but mm-hmm. I, that Connor's released at this point, I bought that pretty hard. I, well, I, 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 you know what I thought was really stupid, and this is a silly thing to be annoyed by, but the, the Superman shaped symbol that says Cadmus on it was real dumb to me, but <laughs> Dick telling him, your family and we always will, we will always find you. I buy it, but just barely. Like, most of the time Connor's been around, Dick has been gone. And I only buy it because Dick really only gets hard for saving strays. Like, he sees something oh, in no, the there's, there's specifically. There's an orphan instinct. Yeah. He, he but like, it's ra- also, it makes sense for him, though. I mean, yeah, psychologically, yeah. it makes sense for him. And also, he did leave him be... In Titan's Tower, but he also left mm-hmm. him be in what he thought was a very secure place with a person right. that he thought maybe was capable of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. At, at the point that he left him be, kind of keeping track of a vegetable and then maybe calling Bruce if things went shit right. sideways. I, I feel like Dick relates specifically to people who have abilities and struggle with the darkness within them. And people who have, in Dick's mind, been exploited by their parental figures. Because that's Dick up and down. Like, he Absolutely. feels like Bruce has like, exploited him. Robin, at his core, is a kid who had this uh, extraordinary skill set physically. And mm-hmm. is exploited by the person who took him in after he faces great tragedy. Yeah. Everybody in this fucking show can relate to that. But you know what would have made the your family and we will fi- always find you line really work for me? And Dick's 
uh, interaction with him inside of his mind. If mm-hmm. they had had some sort of interaction uh, before, like maybe Dick left after he had a conversation with Connor. All right. Like maybe Connor wakes up and then Dick leaves after that. But if we had a, a, a conversation or something, or maybe some mind meld, some kind of bullshit, we already know Connor had Cal's memories mm-hmm. in the comics. Dick gets the name Nightwing from a Kryptonian hero called Nightwing. It's one of that the sources. Super, yeah. Yeah. That Superman remembered. And he named himself Nightwing in honor of Superman. And the, and the, uh, he the was hope, a big admirer. He was a big, big admirer. And he felt like Superman's, uh, lightness and hope was a, a light in the dark, a way away from Bruce's mentality. It was his way of not being Bruce. Yeah. Um, it would have been great. And I enjoyed how the the alternate take of how he came up with Nightwing, but they didn't and talk especially, about the name. Like given that take, especially how uh, this Bruce says like, it's that's a far cry. He's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I think it would have made more sense throughout the season. It would have made more sense uh, with with Dick and and Connor connecting in that last episode if he had gotten the name for Nightwing from Connor who has Superman's memories and had Superboy wound up inspiring the lighter hero Dick was to become through those memories. I think it would have strengthened the bond between them, made the later scene in the finale make a lot more sense. It would have been a neat twist on, on an old tale that would have felt more cohesive and less random. That's just my opinion. But I, I think I could argue that a tale of two orphans finding each other. uh, I know it's, I, I, like I, I know how hokey it sounds, but that mm-hmm. idea that like even Raven is saying find the light mm-hmm. that resonated with me. Like the fact mm-hmm. that fucking the <laughs> the child of a demon is saying like just you you got to find the light for this motherfucker, mm-hmm. and it resonated to me with where Dick was in the context of the story. That all made sense, and the fact that you come out on the other side and he has this personality, uh, it I don't. I, I would like the idea that they eventually have some connection between, uh, uh, you know, uh, Superboy and Nightwing and, and all of the mythology of the Kryptonian mythology and all that stuff. But I could I could buy it as it is. And I think it might. I don't I, I think you might get that moment. But in mm-hmm. retrospect, and it might mean just as much. I think I, I, I they could build to that. Yeah. They don't necessarily have to build from it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right, so uh, <laughs> we we've got like they've 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 snapped Connor out of his shit. They uh, they've ca- snapped Gar out of his stuff, and now we're in full on Ghostbusters final scene mode where everyone's cheering for them. Yeah, and Gar starts smiling and being like, "Yay, haha, we did good." I'm like, "Dude, you didn't do anything but eat people. <laughs> Where's your remorse? This, your, no, your, no, your happiness is a little tone deaf, buddy." Like just cover up and go somewhere else. Like I don't need yes you to be like, no. yeah. But they've been building to the idea that he could uh, try <laughs> this out. They've been building to the idea that. Mm-hmm. And come up with a good one, man. Season one, <laughs> they've been building the idea that like, oh, I can still taste taste the blood in my mouth, uh-huh. and that he can separate himself from his other forms. Mm-hmm. And in this situation, that they clearly are manipulating him. Mm-hmm. So I I can kind of get behind the idea that he is able to separate. That wasn't me. Even though he shows remorse later after that scene. Yeah, but. Then he's all torn up about it. 
Yeah. I mean, it's just real flippity, dude. It's just real flimsy to me. He also kind of, how do I put it? Uh, that part's a bit flippant for sure. Mm hmm. Yeah. No, I've thought about it and I agree. <laughs> and of course, the thing we already know you agree about my, you know, one of my big final points is I hated that Ferris wheel beam or whatever the hell it was. Electro- no, that was stupid. Donna. That was, was the stupidest shit I've ever seen, man. It, that like, was dumb. Like that. She, I mean, I thought she pretty much had the powers of Wonder Woman, right? Eh, I mean, no. Yes and no. Like Even if she, I'm not sure what her power levels are. And I feel like neither does do anyone writing the comics because her power levels have always been kind of wonky. They go back and forth. But it's a percentage of Wonder Woman, as far as I've ever seen. Like, hit you know, hit the number you want to, but it's it's never a hundred percent. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't say it was the, the. It was I wouldn't say it was a hundred percent, but I also wouldn't say that like she would be downed by like a little electricity from a from a. That was weird a, for me. Basically, a a little beam with some some LEDs on it. Like I don't. I was that. Was it wrong? I mean, first of all, no. I don't. You, I don't think if, it was a beam with some LEDs. I think it was a a major structural <laughs> thing that was holding up. Okay, this fair. Like, okay, you I, have I a, think there were thousands of amps going through this thing. If but, you have a thing with thousands of amps that could electrocute somebody, like you don't put that shit in an open uh, area with a bunch of kids and stuff and families. Yeah. When they're held upright, you do. I mean, going back to the first world's fairs. Yeah. That, that was the entire point. I mean, what's holding up this Ferris wheel, a freaking Tesla coil. What is that? (laughs) No, it was before that. It was, (laughs) I mean, all right. So Tesla's original idea was like, no, we can, we can just light up this entire thing and, and all that. And, uh, he, he did it with, uh, Small amount of effort, and then Edison's uh, fucking smear campaign destroyed him. Yeah, I, I just I feel like this fair may have been like. That's kind of my point. Is it's it's a thing you might see in a world's fair, some dangerous form of electricity. But the the idea of there being dangerous forms of electricity at a carnival is uh-huh. to me thematically like a I don't know somehow reminiscent of that battle, uh, mm-hmm. of, uh, that historical battle, and y- you wouldn't that that's not. That, that's not how windmills work. Like, I just feel like what was, was, is this fair from, is, was this fair put on by Cadmus? Were they about to try some no, version I think of the Philadelphia experiment? No, I think plan was fucking Connor. Yeah. Front to back. I'm just Soup saying. Soup to nuts, the, A to Z, the, Alpha the Ferris, Omega. Their I entire plan. I don't believe the Ferris, or I don't feel like the Ferris wheel beam would have had enough electricity in it to take down Donna Troy. That I, being said. I, I agree. That is my that, problem with yes. this finale. That being said, uh, even if you could somehow justify it with her powers or her power level, it is terrible writing to be like, oh, well, she saved Dawn. Well, kind of, but it totally looked like Dawn was already out of the way. I know they said that she was, oh, she saved my life. I, okay, I guess. But when I looked at it, it looked like you weren't even in the path of the thing. It it didn't look like terrible writing as much as it looked like terrible blocking. But it was a senseless death and not even in a good way. It but was it, just like a random bit of bullshit thrown in. It wasn't because of a bad decision that someone made or anything related to the story. Just a random stray plot point to get Donna in line for what I think is coming next. I, which, I don't I don't know if it was a random stray plot point as much as it like it didn't. Again, I go down to the blocking. It didn't mm-hmm. look like in line or maybe the editing, uh, but it looked like it. I don't know. Don had that shit under control. And I mean, 
I've I've watched a similar episode of Supergirl mm-hmm. where uh, fucking what's her name uh, had that shit under control. Uh, oh God, what's uh, Danvers? Yeah, Alex? Danvers. Yeah, Alex had that completely under control with a couple devices on her wrist, mm-hmm. and it killed Donna Troy. I mean, I'm not trying to compare the two. I'm just saying, right. on the one hand, I mean, these were literally two weeks away from each other when they aired. I, um, I I think they wrote themselves into a corner. I think what they want to do, it feels like they want I, to... I get what they wanted to do. I just, that execution of her going out that way, I just, I never bought it for a second. And then when Raven is like, oh, I'm going to go with her, I'm like, yeah, you should go with her because you need to fix this. Mm-hmm. That's, that's I, I get what you're trying to do emotionally, but it's it's just not, it's it, it doesn't work. Well, I, I think what they want to do is they want to do Deathbringer. I, I think they want Donna to become Deathbringer and be like a major villain for the next season. And do you, are you familiar with Deathbringer? Uh, no. It's from the comics. Only tangentially. Yeah, it's from the comics. It was basically Donna Troy is infected by uh, a dark matter battering from the Batman Who Laughs. And they're totally not going to do the Batman oh. Who Laughs. But right. well, if, was... you, if you Sorry. take the dark matter no, battering. I am completely aware. Yeah. And yeah. It's... It, if you take that and switch it out for whatever the hell Raven's got going on, infecting gargoyles and shit to run around killing folk, I think I, I assume Ra- I think Raven metal is- that I was just missing something. But no, I'm completely familiar, and no, that is not at all how that's going to go down. Oh, you don't think so? You don't think Raven's no. going to like infect her with her dark shit and turn her into Deathbringer? No, because it had nothing to do with Raven. Well, it doesn't matter that it doesn't have anything to do with Raven. They're not doing Batman. I, I mean, who I laughs, know they're, they're not going to do Dark Knight's metal on Titans, no. although. You could make an argument that it'd be a fun place to do it. Oh, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't say that it wouldn't be a fun place. I just don't think they're going to do it. They won't even do Batman, for God's sake. They're not going to do Batman I'll, who laughs. You know, I'll give it this. I'll. I will give it this. Um, if if versions of Bruce Wayne that showed up in this season were entirely mm-hmm. in Raven's head, it would make mm-hmm. a lot of sense that there would be a nightmare version of things that would show up now. I yeah. I don't think that they were entirely in 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 her head. I think. We, I think we got three Bruces. We got real Bruce. We got Dick Bruce, who was just Dick uh, Bruce and Dick's head. And then we've got uh, subconscious manifestation Raven Bruce. Yeah, I agree. I think all three of those are there. But yeah, I mean, it, it's a possible inlet to the the dark universe, the dark murder yeah. universe, even if you want to, is or the nightmare verse or whatever you want to call it. Um, right. I mean, if they want to make Raven's soul self a link to that, they yeah, could. Yeah, if you want to... I think they will do a version of Deathbringer. That's my prediction. Is you want to say hired to Barbados on this one? Go for it. I don't. I don't yeah. think it's going to happen. But it's a fun theory, and I, I wouldn't yeah. mind it. I mean, I don't think we'll get any of the actual for real metal characters. I just think that they will infect her and turn her into Deathbringer, or that Raven will infect her and turn her into Deathbringer in trying to heal her and bring her back. Maybe. That's what I think. I don't think they're going they're going full metal, but I think when she actually does come back, it'll be as proper Troya, and she will be a god. <laughs> I I I think that part that part is true. I don't think they're gonna. I think they've been evolving Raven's control over her powers the entire time, and I don't think they're gonna just suddenly pull the you know uh, rug out from under her. I think she's going to develop her powers in Themyscira and grow them rather than not. Also, like, you remember the purple light you can use in Themyscira to uh, heal people? No, I don't remember that. It's, uh, God, I wish I remembered a reference right now. But there's, 
it's some sort of weird fucking purple light. Um, and it struck me when they were going back that it was a purple light and Raven's color is purple. Mm-hmm. That I, I think that may be something that may be referenced. And it, God, I wish I could remember anything about the purple light. Uh, I know it's a thing. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know about that purple light. It's a thing. You can help the Themyscirans with it, but shit. I mean, if and if they have that, what do they need Raven for? Uh, you you can only heal them to a certain extent, and um, to actually necromance, you need Raven. <laughs> I think t- <laughs> I think you need. Which why would why okay why would Rachel not try to heal her there at the fair? Why would she wait until they bury her or put her in a casket and send her off to Themyscira to go? You know what? I and it seemed like it was a total last minute decision. Dick, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go and try to Look, help her. I don't. I don't like oh. that scene for a lot of reasons. I will give it the idea that like if you're Raven, you have a different connection to life or death, and mm-hmm. I'll give it. I'll give it this credence. Like on the one hand, I I think. Well, she knew she was dead, so she didn't even try. On the other hand, I think, well, you went to Themyscira to try. Yeah. And so that's why my, I don't know, that's why my head went to places like the Purple Light and, you know, it being a fucking place where the Greek gods are real. Mm-hmm. Um, Because maybe, I don't know, I wouldn't mind seeing this version of Raven swim through the River Styx to fucking save Donna or some shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, let's do this. Reach out, grab Gar, bring him with you. Mm-hmm. Have him swim like a fucking water moccasin through the, the river and pop up on the other side and be like, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I I, I feel like it was a uh, mostly great season whiffed totally by the ending. And, uh, man, I, I hate I feeling that way. Think, I think I get the rushed feeling from the last two finales. I don't think it whiffed for me at all. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, just watching it, physiologically i was engaged like I, I felt my muscles twitching it's a thing you can do if you like if you think about what you're doing in an action scene if you feel your muscles twitching you're more engaged than you think you are yeah and and man i i, I felt that I, I i was engaged i was happy with it i had some questions afterwards but I, it was really entertaining i i it, it was kind of quick and and there are things i i want more of but mm-hmm kind of like same same as season one it's, it's kind of quick and there are things i want more of but i got them yeah i i i think they just they go i think i'm 90 percent happy with the series i am too until i look back at it and go like yeah we're getting rushed endings and weird chopped up endings because they are spending way too much time on like thoughtful independent film character pieces if tell the story man don't <laughs> well in a way though i'm that's a good point i'm glad you brought that up um most of the episode titles are characters, mm-hmm. and I really fucking dig that. I love how much time we're spending on character development, and there is still a lot of story being told. And I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where this. We're also dealing with a platform that's just starting, so I don't know mm-hmm. to what extent they can tell a story for a character and be sure they're gonna be able to follow through on that later on. I, I, I don't know where that's leaving them. Uh, production wise but Mm -hmm. but it's a new format for uh this particular canon of storytelling yeah and i i get that it's a little iffy like you Mm -hmm. don't have a like if you're a network show and and you know where the ratings are you can kind of take a guess and you know maybe some execs are lying to you but eh, you know you 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 can you have some barometer you know Mm -hmm. they have nothing 
Yeah. So they're and we don't, we, we are only led to, to some extent. Yeah. And we're led to more confusion personally, like uh, as far as we're concerned, because nothing is, is like DC universe doesn't tell you how well it's doing. No, it, Swamp, the numbers are blind. Swamp thing was canceled after the first episode. So we have no idea what that What I mean, it, it didn't even matter. They were just like, nope, it's too expensive or something. Something's yeah. not working there. They won't tell us what that was. Uh, Titans Whereas, keeps getting renewed. Uh, Titans but, was renewed for season two before or right as season one, episode one aired. I think it was oh, right before. It was before it, season. The Titans was renewed before it ever even aired. And uh, Stargirl is now suddenly it was pushed back and was now suddenly uh, is, like is now suddenly for like seven or eight months. I mean, it was but is now substantial s- suddenly um, also going to be airing the next day on the CW. Funny yeah. thing, though. I, I recently read that there's a rumor going around that Stargirl is going to make her debut in Crisis, and that's why they pushed it back. Oh, that would be nice. Because they wanted to do the same thing with her that they did with Batwoman. Now, I mean, yeah, you could look at it and go, well, that makes sense. If you want more eyes on it and more eyes go into DC Universe, I can understand that. Or if the, the show is just too damned expensive and CW didn't want to make it, and DC Universe like we'll foot the bill on it or split it with you or something, and it also airs on CW. I mean that makes sense to a to a certain degree, and you're getting more exposure for DC Universe. But then you pop over and look at Doom Patrol, and that's going to be airing on HBO Max as well as DC Universe. Again, same thing, but it's also like it's a little weird, and it's like well, how do you in uh, how do you interpret these actions into guesstimating? What the hell is going on with their viewership on DC Universe? Yeah, it's just that. It's just so weird. Who knows? There's a lot of guessing and a lot of hypotheses. What mm-hmm. what I'm sure we're dealing with is a, a fledgling product branching out into new territory, and all of their numbers are completely blind. I mean, we could read tea leaves or uh, fucking chicken entrails or tarot cards, whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. and to some extent short of just best guesses come up with i don't know maybe i mean i i have a a, a two-headed scratched off uh two-faced coin we can just flip that if you want to <laughs> yeah man i didn't think i was going to care i mean the streaming wars has been crazy and i was like well i've got this and this and this and i'm not going to get anything else dude that for all mankind stuff is really making me want to watch get apple tv <laughs> what all right what's that hold on for all mankind yeah that, uh, they actually did a, a sort of a, a Ronald D. Moore thing on um, Imaginary Worlds this past week, I think it was, where they talked about it. Uh, it is basically an alternate history where is that the, the Soviet Union thing, the Soviets made it to the moon first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've yeah, I heard about that. I yeah, in that episode, I mean. Yeah, and honestly, that Jennifer Aniston show looks pretty good, and <laughs> that Jason Momoa C looks pretty good, and. My wife is really interested in Servant, which is the uh, Shyamalan thing. I don't really think I'm interested in that, but damn it, Apple TV's got some stuff going for it. I'll give it that. Like, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to care, and then all of a sudden I care. I do love that, and you know, we're we're far off topic now, but uh, yeah, which is I, par for course for us. Yeah, you know, welcome to the show. Um, I do love that we're, uh, as far as I can tell, we're sitting in the infancy of a new age of distribution Mm -hmm. and 
this is one of the fun parts of covering what we cover is it's frustrating at times, but we're also in a way like bleeding edge. We'll see what happens because Mm -hmm. Wonder Brothers doesn't have like this uh, MCU Marvel DC uh sorry mcu marvel disney uh connection it's not part of a greater distribution network in a certain way like wonder brothers is a heavy hitter but what they're doing with a lot of the stuff that we cover they're they're just stretching their legs and seeing what happens and what works i you know what what i think we get a slightly different take than a lot of the marvel stuff that frankly i watch and enjoy and i mean fuck i i watched four episodes of mandalorian yesterday i'm 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 not opposed to any damn thing that's happening. I'm just saying yeah. like and the Warner f- Brothers DC connection is ambiguous and they're trying shit and it might be kind of fun. We might get some new shit, like a new way to distribute. I think it's great and interesting that you're watching Mandalorian because you're not a Star Wars fan. No, but I've You've enjoyed the episode. Really... I watched on our limb. I was like, this is actually pretty enjoyable. Well, it's John Favreau. I mean, you had to give it a shot, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's earned my trust. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I don't think I have much more on Titans, honestly. Like I, I look forward to seeing where they go with it and, uh, me being completely and utterly disgusted and dismayed by this finale, uh, is not enough to put me off of watching another season. (laughs) I, uh, (laughs) I love the disdain. And yeah, you're like, nope, I enjoyed most of what I saw except for the last couple seconds, but okay. Well, no, this last episode was, to me, just a travesty. I really enjoyed it. I watched it twice. I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. I just... I was like, this is a lot of fun action, and I think there's a lot of... I think there was a lot... There there were a lot of payoffs that I think... Oh, how do I put this? Um, There was some distraction, and Mm -hmm. I think there were hidden payoffs, so I was watching for those. And I think that's gonna matter for me later, but I wasn't... I wasn't watching it thinking, oh, this is going to wrap some stuff up. I, I was watching it thinking, yeah, we're going to get some new stuff out of it. Yeah. And it, honestly, I want there to be a theme of the ramifications of bringing someone back from the dead. Uh, I want Jason Todd to die off screen sometime in between the two seasons. And I want him to come back as Red Hood at the same time we get uh, Donna Troy coming back and uh, things going awry with, with her and uh, possibly being Deathbringer. I this think that is, could be really cool. <laughs> I'm open to other possibilities. Mm-hmm. But I... I um, that sounds pretty good though, right? It's not bad. I just... <laughs> this is... I, I don't know. I, I feel like... And I'm... If I'm wrong about myself on this, uh, tell me. But I, I feel like traditionally I'm open to uh, interpre- interpretations more than I feel like I am on this point. Mm-hmm. If Jason Todd dies, I want the Joker. Oh, I mean, it, I don't mind if if they don't want to do Joker. I don't mind if they do Joker off screen like it happened in between seasons. You know, like, well, I don't. I just but don't. that's one of my problems is if you if you have him die, you have to have this is. I'm not even proud of this instinct, but it's one of those where I'm so specific about it that I I question myself. Mm-hmm. If Jason Todd dies, he has to die by the hand of the Joker. If the Joker's in the universe, you have to show me him. Well, you we saw him in the Dick Grayson episode. He was yeah. smushed in the top of a car, but you saw him. It's <laughs> it, it wasn't it wasn't enough. I don't feel that kind of that kind of entitlement, honestly. I I just feel I don't even like, think it's entitlement. I just feel like there's so little to his story 
in a way. I I, I don't know. I I, it, I mean, I can, just uh, pretensed all of that with me saying I I think this is on me. So uh, yeah, I mean, if you like, you don't seem to have a problem with it when they do it in Young Justice, where they come back and like, oh, you know what happened to so and so? Oh, you know what happened to Jason? Oh yeah, and then they just move on. I don't. So I I think I could be talked out of this instinct. Is I think what I'm saying. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm not if, sure I'm that tied to it. But yeah, I think if there is a here's what has happened and then we get Jason Todd and Donna coming back and maybe, you know, I, I think there could, there's there, there's a lot they could do with it thematically. And I think they'll go there probably. I, if and it happens, it'll be next season, I think. You know, I, I think other people could kill him and it would make sense. But like it would make a lot of sense if Deathstroke killed him. And that's why he came back mm. in a way. Or why I, both I, of them came back, frankly. That was uh, Deathstroke's "No, I'm still here" moment, and that's Jason Todd's resurrection moment. That could be good. I could deal with both those. That could be interesting. They could even do a thing where um, have Rose bring him out crippled. Yeah, they could do a thing where Joker has killed Jason, Mm -hmm. and um, and then Slade gets a hold of the body and does like a blood transfusion or some crap and infects him with his own blood (laughs) so that he has like. You know, that way you don't have to get Rachel Ghoul involved. It's like something that actually matters to the show and has some sort of like connection with the story they've told so far, which judging by this finale, I will say, I don't think they have a great track record of. Uh, well, only in, only in the sense that the big bads for the first two seasons are people who theoretically aren't dead yet. Mm hmm. But in the sense that they've moved on and they've progressed all the stories and the characters yeah. and all that, uh, phenomenal. But that's another reason that it should work is, you know, you have you have Donna resurrected, Slade resurrected, and Red Hood, Jason resurrected. I think resurrection might be the, the theme of the of the next season. And if it's not, it should be. <laughs> it very well might be. I mean, you, you could say Nightwing's entire thing this season is that. Uh, it, it, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, he he literally gets buried, you know, by his own volition. His we'll call it his prime personality's mm-hmm. volition. He gets buried, and and this is what comes out of it. And he, it's as much a Nightwing as it is a Phoenix situation. Mm-hmm. Same way you have uh, Starfire, who's literally a a bird with fire capabilities, and she gets clipped. Mm-hmm. That's part of what we're doing next season for sure. Oh, absolutely. They're they're definitely doing something with. Uh... I I mean. Yeah. You got my next paycheck on a bet on that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, if, uh, you know, this season is an indication, we'll get her for, you know, three episodes spread out over the 13 or 10 or however many it is. And lots of other things that all rush to to finish up in the last episode. (laughs) See, I thought they brought it well, uh, pretty well together. But it is one of the things that I do appreciate about the show is they spend time on characters and mm-hmm. they're willing to just straight name an episode after a character and just do that character study. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I get I get you on the like, I wish it had a, a more like team up-ish kind of payoff, but I, I don't know if they're willing to do that every season. I, yeah. I think they're... The best I, thing about the entire season was like watching that like Batman Forever slash Batman and Robin uh, Joel Schumacher shot at the end where they're all like, Running down the alley with crypto and you know like, <laughs> the silhouette scene. I, I get it, but I 
I get how this show is also committing to like, no, we're going to do the parts in between. We're, we're going to give you moments like that, but we're going to do mm-hmm. the, the bits that aren't there. Like the bits where Hawk and Dove stay together, but Hank and Don don't and stuff like that. I, right. And that, I don't mind that. I, I appreciate it. I, I don't mind that so much if just the finales slash premieres didn't seem so weird and rushed. They and seem rushed. I, I agree. I agree on that. It's just like, okay, well, we've got to get you to the next bit where they're mopey and having flashbacks again. But I think where we disagree is like some part of me was like, yeah, they're rushed, but they're like rushing the rewards I've earned all season. Yeah. And, you know, I I can for sure appreciate when they're like, no, that's that that didn't work for me. But it's like I've been eating vegetables for a week only to get a crumb of cake. (laughs) I mean, I get that. And it wasn't even particularly good cake. I don't have an analogy for that. I don't have a rebuttal in, in I'm that analogy. I'm pretty sure they the used rotten eggs. Universe. They used bad eggs really to make this don't. cake. I, I, I mean, I spent much of my last couple of weeks making red velvet cakes. And I can only tell you that mm-hmm. like, I have stains on my jeans and mm-hmm. stains on the floor and stains on even the garbage can next to... Uh, where i put the dough mixer and or the batter mixer or whatever you want it's a fucking kitchen aid you know yeah and i i don't know i mean that took some time but when it all came together it was a goddamn red velvet cake and it was delicious well that's good hey but there were all these stains and and it seemed it seemed like it was you know it was already there in a way i can kind of get it mm-hmm. but not really yeah, all right i've lost the narrative here <laughs> I I think we went from I have a metaphor or an analogy and then it became a real discussion about you making a cake. Did I miss something? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not terribly bright. I I, I would I, no. No, I don't I don't think you missed a thing. I I, I was okay. trying to stretch and be like, I don't know. I mean, it was just really hard work and then there was a cake. Yeah. And I enjoyed the speed with which that cake happened after all those hours of making everything happen. Mhm. All right. That's it. I think I got nothing else, man. Yeah, I'm good. Cool. Thank you so much for listening. Let us know what you thought of the Titan Season 2 and the Titan Season 2 finale. And uh, DCOnScreen.com for every episode uh, for free. Patreon.com slash DCOnScreen to uh, help support the show. Uh, or uh, Apple Podcast. Please uh, go check us out uh, and leave us a, uh, a rating and a review. And um, I mean, if you don't like the show and you feel like you have to leave us a uh, a, a low rating, well, that's fine. It, it does add legitimacy to the show. <laughs> yeah. In some regard. Uh, <laughs> and we'll be back next week, uh, hopefully with some hopefully with some news, and uh, maybe that'll happen. Uh, I don't know. Uh, all right. Until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Bye. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball.
Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Look around you. That car you're driving. That house your family lives in. Making your daughter laugh. Inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive. Teaching him he can be anything. All you. And your dreams for tomorrow. You'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen. They are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance. Protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it. Because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.